0: it's me, Emma's Thing, and this is my podcast, That's What He Said. With over 12 years of blogging, writing, posting, and sharing under my belt, I've somehow grown a small audience who, for whatever reason, seem to really like me. This podcast is just another extension of my blog and will offer unimportant life updates, reviews on movies, books, shows, daily musings about life, in-passing commentary on current events, and of course, a lot of stories of my past, present, and future. Just try it out and see how you like it. That's what he said. All right, guys, here we are um, on the That's What He Said podcast. Or if you have been a listener for a long time, you know that I've actually had this podcast platform since 2019. And it started as a advice podcast with my mom and COVID happened and that quickly fell apart. And then I tried to bring it back this past fall and just realized that I really hadn't thought it through. I wasn't ready. I did one really awesome episode with my sister when I was in Chicago visiting her in September. And we talked about all of the times that I have been fired or I've almost been fired. And it's a really, really insightful, entertaining listen. So if you haven't had the chance to listen to that episode, I suggest that you do that at some point. So for this, second, third, fourth, I don't know what you want to call it, iteration of this podcast, I have decided to just stop thinking about it so hard and let it be what it is, kind of like what I've done with my blog over the past, oh my god, 12 years. Literally this March, I will have had emmasthing.com for 12 years. That is very, very crazy to think of. And I've struggled all of those 12 years with figuring out what exactly my niche is with my blog. And finally came to the realization that I don't have to have one. Like my niche is not having a niche. My niche is covering everything depending on what's happening in my life and how it relates to my life. And having my audience kind of grow up with me. And, you know, as I go through the trials and tribulations of being a 20-something and now a 30-something figuring her shit out. My audience is doing almost exactly the same, if not very close. I thought a fun way to format this podcast would be to sort of think of it in three sections. And I will be the first to say that I definitely was inspired by someone who is becoming a good friend of mine and who has been in the influencer scene for 11 years and is a Dallas socialite and just started her own podcast and that's Merit Beck. And Merit is just so cool. Like I'm just going to take a second to girl crush on her because I have known Merritt for a really long time and I haven't personally known her. It's like I feel I feel like we have been Instagram friends and, you know, separated by like one degree in our social circles in Dallas for the longest time, and the first time that Marion and I actually met in real life was at uh, Amy Jackson, and that's Fashion Jackson on Instagram at her wedding in September of 2019. Was it 2019 or was it 2018? No, I think it was 2019. And you know, I mean, we just met, so it's not like we hung out when I was there; like we didn't know each other, but somehow, somewhere along the way, we realized that maybe we should make an effort to actually be social together and that we felt there could be a friendship. So I've hung out with Merit a good handful of times um, within the past probably like six months or something. I'm not thinking about it super hard right now. I bet Merit would know exactly. But um, I just find Merit to be really refreshing. Like, Even though she's a quote-unquote Dallas blogger, she's not, and she has so much more to offer than that, and she is, like I said, she's so down to earth. Um, There's just a lot to get to know about her, and I'm so, so happy that she started her podcast because I really only ever knew Merit from a distance, but ever since she started her podcast and I started listening, I was like, wow, I feel like I'm getting to know the real her and I had no idea that this was the real her, and so, and you know, and then we've been hanging out in person, and all of that has uh, been validated. And so, I just think she's awesome, and and everything that she does, Meredith is very, very Type A, and everything that she does is freaking meticulous and so well thought out, and everything is calculated. And I don't mean that in a negative way at all. I'm just it's like her organization and the way that she executes projects, no matter what it is, is just so flawless. And she does such an amazing job and hearing her do her podcast and stick to it and, you know, be creating one every single week. And and it just being like her literally talking to her audience, like she talks to them on Instagram and You know, it not having to be like a certain theme or anything just super, super inspired me to try and get my shit together with a podcast. So here we are. And we have Merit Beck to thank for that. So I kind of want to format this podcast like a part one, a part two, a part three, and a sign off. So in this first part, I want to call it What Have You Even Been Doing? This is where I tell you what I've been doing, what's been going on, all the little tidbits that, you know, I may not remember to share on Instagram or, you know, stories that I don't want to have to post, you know, 30 small Instagram stories about. I want to save them to tell you in a different, more streamlined format like this on the podcast. So let's talk about the holidays because they... Came and went really fast, as they always do. That never changes year after year. Um, And we went to Chicago for Christmas. Zach and I did. And uh, Christmas in Chicago has been a tradition with uh, me and my sister and her wife, Jill, for the past at least four years. Um, And the last one that we had was in 2019 and then obviously last year during the pandemic we did not go and see them and it was really it was really sad and it was such a bummer and the thing is is that when we had that christmas in 2019 obviously none of us knew that by the time christmas 2021 rolled around that it wouldn't just be the three of us anymore that you know we would have two 11-month-old twins in in <laughs> Our presence, and that I would have a fiance. So it was pretty wild going into uh, Christmas in Chicago with these additions, but obviously wild in a really good way. We had a, such a good time. We obviously didn't do a bunch because because of COVID, and you know, I'm. I mean, we were we were nervous to go definitely because it's so insanely rampant right now. Like I swear to God, it's like all I see. All I see on Instagram are like positive tests. Um or or negative tests, but it's it's just like everyone and their mom has it. Um, so we didn't, you know, go out a bunch or anything. We we did make our way to one Christmas themed bar very briefly. But other than that, it was a lot of cooking, a lot of staying in, obviously a lot of being with the babies. And it was so lovely. I mean, my sister and her wife are always such great hosts and very accommodating and always make us feel at home. So it was great. And then we left Chicago and my sister actually flew back with us because of all of the wedding dress drama that's been going on in my life. And I'm assuming that if you're listening to this right now, you are a follower of mine. I don't think I'm anywhere near having um, non-followers just happen upon my podcast. But at the off chance, at the very limited chance that you do fall in that category. So a a quick summary of my wedding dress. So basically, I... I bought a dress back in September from Beholden, which is Anthropology's bridal line. And, um, I, it's not, it's not the dress that I thought I was going to go with, but I put it on and my best friend and my mom were there with me at the appointment. They had a pop-up in Dallas. There's no actual Beholden like brick and mortar store here. Um, and they they reacted to it. They loved it. My best friend cried. My mom did not cry. My mom was much more concerned about immediately taking out her box of jewels that she had brought with to see like what went, what went with the dress. Which if that doesn't tell you that she's a Virgo, <laughs> I don't know what will. But yeah, so I I mean I felt I felt so beautiful. I really did because I loved my makeup that day. Not that I had gotten it done, but I just. I just did it well for myself and my hair was done and you know Kelly was there my mom was there and I think in my mind it's like I mean I think every woman can probably speak to this but it's like especially with Say Yes to the Dress they make that moment such a big deal in media because media fucking ruins everything and I was like, well, this has to be it. This has to be the dress because, I mean, I'm not crying and I'm not having that like wow moment right now, but this has to be it because they love it. They're here. And I obviously my mom and my best friend have to be here when I find the dress. So like this is it. So I get the dress and um, I it, it was in stock in my size. So it only took like two weeks to get shipped to my mom's house. And my mom's like, okay, like you got to come over before the 30 days is up just just in case you decide like you don't want it. Come over and try it on at home. So I went over to her house and I didn't have any makeup on that day and my hair wasn't done. And I was feeling very just really super low self-esteem. Oh, oh, you guys will be very happy to know that my Apple Watch just informed me that I did achieve my move goal for the day. Thank you. So I was already going into trying the dress on for a second time with a bad attitude. Put it on. Um, first of all, I have uh, somehow gained a few pounds since I first tried it on. And it will barely zip, barely button. So that sucks, obviously. And I get it on and the veil came to and I put the veil on and I was just standing there and I felt nothing. And... I was like, wait, are we sure is, I think I did ask my mom, like, is, are we sure this is it? This is the dress? Because it didn't look at all like what I saw in the mirror when I had it on at Beholden that day. And I really did not like what I saw at all. And, you know, I mean, I just chalked it up to Like I said, how I was already feeling like pretty low about myself. I didn't have makeup on. My hair wasn't done. All of that. And my mom was like, listen, it's just because of this, this, and that. I'm telling you, this dress is amazing on you. It's all good. And I was like, okay, you're right. I'm just going to, this is the dress. I'm just going to put this out of my mind. It's fine. And I'm not going to revisit it until like the spring. Like I'm not going to put it on my body or mess around with it until the spring. So... Then (laughs) I, a a few months go by, obviously, this is like what, uh, so like in early December, so a few months go by and I've, I've had the dress in the back of my mind, but I really, really was trying not to focus on it because I was like, I don't want to be that bride who is, you know, a bridezilla, like a crazy ass bride who already got a dress and then decides it's not the dress but something something made me try it on one sunday cuz it's it's in it's in our house my mom sent me home with it to keep it here and it's like in another closet don't worry Zach can't see it and he would never he would never do that to himself because i know how much he's looking forward to seeing me for the first time in it so i tried it on on like a sunday afternoon and i was like this is bad Like, this is a bad dress on me. I I don't know what the difference was that day when I was there in the moment. Maybe that was the difference that I was in the moment. But it's like, it's a sheath style dress. It's a beautiful dress. Let me just say that. It is a gorgeous dress. It's a sheath style dress, which means it goes straight up and down. And I hold all of my weight in my stomach. Literally like <laughs> any weight i gain goes to my stomach and then to my hips and it and it fucking sucks like it's all it's always been that way that's just like how it is for me and it, it's like it takes so much for me to get any sort of definition in my waist and that's a whole other subject for another day but it i'm just looking at it in the mirror i'm like this does nothing for me like there's like a little cap sleeve, which like doesn't look good on my arms. You know, I have I have big boobs and like they're pretty and it wasn't it had no real kind of cleavage is like the V-neck was too high. And I was just like, holy fuck, I think I made a huge mistake. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. So what I did was freak out, obviously, and text um one of my one of my friends and then my sister and I was just like I don't know I don't want to be insane but I have to make other bridal shop appointments like this week and go try stuff on and because I do think that I made a mistake and I just need to either realize that I did or I didn't but either way I have to go get this out of my system I have to so that's what I did. I made an appointment at A and Bay, which is a very, very, very popular bridal shop here in Dallas. And then I made another appointment at Lovely Bride, which is also another big one. And I went to A and Bay. That was my first appointment out of the two. I went by myself. I not even my mom came with me. I mean, it, that was her idea. She was like, you know what? I just feel like you're so you're so easily influenced, which is funny because like that is my part of my job is to easily influence others. But I am also very easily influenced. She was like, I just don't think you need me there with my opinions and all of that. Like at the end of the day, this is such a personal thing. And so you need to go and try them on and see and like pay attention to how your gut reacts. So I went by myself and I... I made it a point to look extra, extra pretty that day. Um, and I felt beautiful. Like my outfit, I love my makeup. I wore my red lipstick. I did my hair, all of that. So I go into A&B alone and I I think I chose out about like five gowns or maybe like they made you choose them ahead of time because of COVID. But there were five gowns to try on. And as the old wives tale wives tale goes I put on the first one and that is that was my dress like I put it on and walked out and stood in the mirror and I had my mask on because they were like you know you have to keep your mask on until if you think you've really found it and then like we'll do the veil and you can take your mask off to like really see yourself but even with my mask on I was like Oh my God. Like I literally didn't know that I was this capable or I didn't know that I was capable of being this beautiful. Like I feel like a fucking goddess. I I'm in love with myself. Like everything about this dress, the cut, the material, everything is just holy shit. This is my dress. And I started crying just by myself which I feel like is like a pretty huge tell you know and so you know just because I had already been through this drama with the other dress I didn't want to jump the gun so I tried on everything else and nothing was nearly as good and so at the very end of my appointment we went back to the original dress that I tried on first she you know brought a veil out I put my um sparkly earrings in that I had brought for effect she let me take my mask off and I just lost it I mean it's like suddenly I could envision everything perfectly I saw myself walking down the aisle I saw Zach waiting for me and just his face when he saw me and it just made me so emotional and I I just have never felt more beautiful and like I know that's what people say like people say you You should feel the most beautiful that you ever have on your wedding day. And that is how your wedding dress should make you feel. But I think I was just skeptical of that and thinking, like, no, that's just, you know, like a Disney version of it and this and that. But now that I have experienced that moment that every girl talks about, like, you just know when you put it on, I can say you really do. You honestly, you just know. And again, like, I I bought my original wedding dress and it's like I had some of that feeling I did or else I wouldn't I wouldn't have bought it I wouldn't have said yes to it but it was like a little bit of the feeling and then compared to the full the full effect of that experience and feeling that I felt in what is going to be my wedding dress it's like the two are night and day. And the dresses themselves are night and day. And obviously, like once we're once we're married, and you know the world has seen my dress, I feel like you guys will you will agree on that. So all this to say, I I found the dress that day, and I still kept my lovely bride appointment for the next day, which I was very proud of because I one hundred percent did not want to. I wanted to be like, no, this is it. I don't need to look anymore. But you know my sister was like no just keep it and go so you're like triple sure and you don't make another mistake and i went and i i tried on a couple and there was like one that you know there was one that if i hadn't already found my dress the day before i i would have been more taken with but it didn't make me feel nearly as close to anything i felt in in the dress that i loved so um i asked my sister if there was any way in hell that she would be willing to fly back with us from Chicago and come back to A and Bay Bridal Shop with me and my mom the following week, so she could be there in person when I say yes to the dress and seat in person. And luckily, she had work off and they were able to figure stuff out with childcare for the twins. So she flew back. She flew back with us on that Sunday. And on Tuesday, her and me and my mom went to A Bay and I did the big reveal and my mom cried, which was pretty big because she definitely did not cry at the original one. And um, you know, just like a Virgo, she immediately was trying to find the faults with it and saying, No, like you need to maybe like take this in, blah, 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 la la la. But at the end of the day, she was like, I can see how happy you are in it and you look stunning. And when it's fitted exactly to your body, how it should, because, you know, I was trying on a sample size. She was like, you are going to be radiant. And like, I really don't want to ugly cry on your wedding day. I really don't. But like, I I think I'm going I'm going to. And that was it. And so I I I have I'm buying my wedding dress myself because I already, you know, my mom bought the original one for me and I'm trying to resell it on like Poshmark and then this other website called stillwhite.com. Um because it's I mean it's a gorgeous dress from from Beholden. It's never been worn. Obviously, it's brand fucking new. It has the tags on everything. Um, I haven't had any buyers which bums me out because uh, like, I want to be able to get that money and give it back to my mom. Um, But that's neither here nor there. And that is the drama of my wedding dress. As for the rest of the holidays, quote unquote, so Zach had the entire last week of the year off. And I guess I decided in my mind, since I'm my own boss, that I also did. But Not really. There were still some things that I needed to do for clients and a couple things that I needed to write. But it was very, very, very light work. So with Zach being off work, we really just took advantage of using that time to get so much done around our house. Like I feel like every time my family asks what we're doing over the weekend or anything, my answer is always house stuff. That's It's just hashtag house stuff. Um, cause you know, it's like, I got moved in, uh, it'll be a year in April since we, since we moved in together. We got things set up initially, but it's like, we never really did a legitimate purge. Um, and that has been needing to happen. And there our third bedroom needs to be Zach's office. Um, but he literally hasn't had the time to dedicate to setting it up. He just hasn't like, that man works very hard and, uh, you know, sometimes long hours and is trying to build his own business with his partner. And so he wasn't able to get concentrated time until the very last week of the year. And he busted it out. His office looks so good. Like, don't get me wrong. I love my office and space at the front of the house. I do. Like, It's, you know, I think it's important for me to be at the front of the house because I work from home every single day. I work by myself. I like having windows to the outside and kind of like seeing what's going on in the neighborhood, who passes by, this and that. But I also love a cozy corner and the third bedroom is a cozy corner and Zach like painted the walls and he just got everything set up so awesome in there. Like the vibe is perfect. And he hung our bikes on on the wall in this like cool bike rack. And he has, you know, uh, an old bookshelf of mine that he like stacked up. And he, of course, he has like a thousand fucking plants because he's a plant zaddy. And he was he was going back and forth about whether or not he should keep this really old treadmill from Gold's gym that he bought off of someone during like the beginning of covid i mean it's incredibly freaking old and i was like i think you should toss it like we we belong to a gym like why do we need it but he kept it and i'm so glad that he did because now that his that his office is set up it actually makes a lot of sense being in there and you know i'm doing like this couch to 5k shit and it's like really lovely to have that option if I don't want to get my car and drive to planet fitness to run on their treadmills or whatever to have that and it's a great treadmill like it it has a lot of balance it's sitting on top of a carpet and the carpet has like an extra pad underneath it it's just a really great situation and we purged so much stuff and did so many little things like you know organizing the junk drawer and um I don't know. There's just so so many things that I can't even think of. And my sister also, when she was here for the few days she was, she spent the night with us that Tuesday, when um I found my dress with her, and she has such a design eye, like for home interiors. And so she helped us move a couple of things around our home and create new spaces. And we're just feeling really, really good. We're feeling really good about our place. Zach's of- office is pretty much done. We just have a few more things and like, we're just going to feel really settled. And And we kind of said like 2022, 2022 is our year regardless because we're getting married this year, but it's also our year of, of finally feeling totally and completely settled into the house together. And I just so look forward to that because I do not like living in chaos. So my last update for this uh, first part, the what have you even been doing part is that I started back up with my personal trainer Megmo and I worked with Megmo from November 2019 up until pretty much like April of of 2021. And Meg is not based in Dallas, she's out of Florida, so it's I should say like virtual trainer, but she's a real person and you have real contact with her, so I feel like that's not the right title. It's just like a long distance trainer, if you will. Um, so I stopped with her in April because I was just, you know, I just moved in. I just kind of like hit a point where I felt like I had maybe not plateaued, but I was just burnt out and, um, had other priorities to focus on and wanted to see if I could go back to relying on different apps to, you know, get my workouts in and stay healthy and all of that. And that did not happen. (laughs) Um, I had absolutely no consistency at all. I mean, basically, like for the past eight months, from April to December, it's like I would start a new uh, workout in the Sweat app, and you know, I would either get like halfway through, or I would get like a couple weeks in, and I would change it up. And there were like a lot of uh, you know, trips happening, and all of this life stuff that just kept interrupting my flow so I could really never get in a rhythm. And I gained a bunch of weight. I mean, I'm just gonna, you know, I, I mean, it just is what it is. I did. Like, I I think I'm at least 10, if not like somewhere between like 10 to 15 pounds heavier than I was a year ago. Um, and, you know, I know that it's like happy weight and also, like, life-changing weight, like, life-adjustment weight, um, if you will. But I also know that I wasn't doing myself any favors by not being consistent with exercise. And on top of that, I mean, i it's like I basically took a break from giving a shit what I was putting in my mouth. Lots of cooking, not unnecessarily healthy cooking. Lots of baking. Um, a lot of drinking. Like, I just feel – I feel like – Zach and I drank so much, like casually from August through the holidays, just, you know, I mean, that's a thing. It's like, we both love a drink. We love a cocktail. We love splitting a a bottle of wine. I was about to say glass and I was like, no, um, you know, we, we rarely drink to get fucked up, obviously, you know, sometimes that does happen, um, it, but you know, it's it's we come by it honestly. Um, but we just we love our our drinks, and so I think that we just we just were settling in and you know encouraging the other, enabling the other. But of course, as it almost always happens with me, like I do that. Like I'm definitely a yo-yoer for sure. Um, and I reached the heaviest that I've ever been, and um, you know, when it gets to the point where you literally dread getting dressed because you know that it's like you just want to wear jeans and a T-shirt, but you know that your jeans literally don't button right now, that's that's always my breaking point. And that's exactly what happened. And I was like, fuck me, like the amount of work it takes to keep yourself healthy as opposed to how quickly you can fall out of that and then your jeans don't fit is just like not right. It's not right. Like, can I speak to the manager? I'm I'm upset. So I wasted no time. I reached back out to Meg and said, please take me back for the love of God. I need you. Please, please, please. And thank goodness she had spots available. So she did bring me back on as a client. So with Meg, you can, you can choose to do a nutrition and workout plan with her, or you can choose to only get a a personalized workout plan. And for me, I just, I need accountability in all aspects when it comes to that. Um, I literally have to know that someone is waiting to hear from me on if I did A, B, and C that week. So, I do it all with her. She doesn't she doesn't give me like a diet plan. She pretty much like it's she's right now, especially she's focusing on uh, a calorie range and getting enough protein like those are like the two things. And she's taught me so much about about all of that. And I'm a month in with her. And yes, I know it's kind of it's kind of like I just set myself up for failure by signing up with her literally right before, like the the month of December. Um, but the good news is that, you know, I, I, at least I started off with her and I may not have, you know, kept within calorie range, like for any of the four weeks of December. But, you know, I was working out, I was trying, I was focusing on protein, this and that. So, The good news is that when I went to, um, you know, check in with her at the beginning of this week of the first week of January, um, I hadn't gained anything. Like I hadn't gained inches and I hadn't gained weight. Um, I just was the exact same as I was a month ago. So just, just out here maintaining y'all. But anyway, I share all of that with you, um, because, you know, it's, uh, it's a big part of like what drives my day and, When I am on a routine like I am with Meg and I have these workouts and I'm doing the couch to 5K and, you know, I have goals to hit, it – oh, my God. Did anyone just hear my dog? She's in the closet with me and she just groaned like – a 95 year old getting up from a chair. Um, I'm, I'm just very excited to have the accountability again because I know that it works for me. I've literally seen with my own eyes that it works for me and how good I'm capable of feeling about myself, about my health, about all of it. So very pumped to be back on the Megmo train and get fucking ripped for my wedding. So part two is culture. What are you watching? What are you listening to? What are you reading? Now, again, if you follow me on Instagram, you know that I made a big stink about reading a lot more in 2022. And it's off to a great start. I feel really good about it. I've already, I feel like, started tapping into this whole new community of bookworms and readers on Instagram, which is fucking awesome. When I started talking about it, I can't even tell you the amount of DMs I got for tips on basically how to read more. It was pretty incredible and just made me admire all of you bookworms even more. The thing is, is that I used, I used to be, I, I really did, like throughout my childhood. And I would say into, into my early teens, like up until like 13 or 14, I, I was just reading all the time. I loved book series. I mean, I, I was and still am an avid Harry Potter fan. I just ate those up. I would literally get the get the book and stay up until it was finished, like, that same night. Um, I just loved it. And I'm a writer, so, like, that makes a lot of sense. But with fucking technology and social media and all the streaming stuff and this and that, it's like, I will also, and... Like college and boys and drama and jobs and life, I have completely gotten away from that. Like, I can probably count on one hand, maybe, maybe two hands. I don't know. I haven't read very many books back, I mean, front to back in the past several years. And that makes me really sad. And I just don't think it's like a good reflection of me. And also, like I said, it's like I see all these other writers I know who are reading constantly. And I'm like, yeah, Emma, you dumb shit. Like, you that's the only way that you are going to be able to expand your imagination, your vocabulary, your own writing skills, all of it. So I am determined to be emma the bookworm in 2022 and the great news is that zach feels the same way about himself zach is actually a he's much more into reading than i am like i feel like that boy is constantly getting a new book delivered to the house every day from amazon and they're just like stocking up because he can't read all of them super fast so um but it's it's inspired me as well as like i said all these bookworms that i see that i i literally feel like you guys fly through books it's like you're reading like two a week and i'm just like how but now i know how so it's a very very conscious choice to read over watching mindless television or scrolling mindlessly on your phone. And I think that was the biggest realization for me in talking to you guys about ways to read more. So, I mean, I've already been instating all of that stuff this week. And I am I started Pride and Prejudice. That is going to be my first book to read um, front to back for 2022. I started it on Sunday evening, It's now Wednesday and I've read over 100 pages and I'm like, okay, that's fucking amazing. Like I cannot even tell you the last time that I did that and I'm I'm already very proud of myself. So I just want to thank anyone who wrote in and gave me tips on, you know, how to sneak basically how to like sneak more reading into your lifestyle without it being this like drastic thing because every every little bit of reading I've realized that you do throughout the day makes a huge difference. And um, also, I read last night in bed for probably, I feel like I read for an hour. Maybe it was like a half hour. Regardless, I fell asleep so fast, like passed the fuck out. And that was really lovely as well. So Super, super excited about this new endeavor, and I did download Goodreads, and you can find me on there if you want to follow me or be my friend. Or I don't really know how it works. I mean, the UX is pretty horrifying, um, but if you do have any interest in befriending me on Goodreads, just search Emma's thing. That's what I'm under to make it really, really easy to find me. So as for shows and movies and all of that, all of that entertainment, um, we have watched two movies recently. First, we watched Don't Look Up, which is on Netflix. And then we watched The Power of the Dog, which I can't remember. I feel like it's on Netflix, too. Maybe it's HBO Max. I don't know. Regardless, um, Don't Look Up was amazing. Terrifying, but amazing. Just so well done. So perfectly dark and like such a commentary on the state of the world today and how we are so divided and so easily distracted by celebrity and how everything is fucking corrupt and um, why people get so confused on what to believe and who to believe and all of like all of the the people out there who know the truth and are, you know... uh, being silenced or you know not taken seriously. it was just I mean we loved it. we both just thought it was so 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 well written, so well acted, really well done. Um, it might give you anxiety and and that anxiety might linger for a few days afterward, but I definitely think it's worth the watch and i I would I would 1010 10 recommend it now, as for The Power of the Dog, well, The Power of the Dog stars Benedict Cumberbatch and Kirsten Dunst, and Kirsten Dunst's real-life husband, whose name is Jesse something, I he's not like a super big actor, so I can never remember, um, and then this, I think this Australian actor... Also, forgot his name. Like, I should look this up, but I don't have like a producer who's sitting here and <laughs> who can tell me. Um, Cece does not have opposable thumbs, so she can't help me out on the computer. But it is very long and it's very slow and it's very annoying how slow it is. I mean, it's an art house film, that is for sure. And there's a lot of themes in it, and uh, it, there's There's a lot going on, and yet there's nothing going on. Um, I, we, I will say we, we did not like it. You finally figure out what's going on in the last 15 minutes, which I'm kind of like, isn't that that equivalent to like reading a 400-page book where nothing happens until like the last 50 to 100 pages. I don't know. I mean, look, I minored in film in college. Thank you very much. I did skip a lot of the classes, but like the the thought was there and I love I love film and I I have some really weird favorite films and I'm super into artsy shit um and independent films and all of that. This is just I don't know. I don't know. I just, I didn't love it. We didn't love it at all. And my parents watched it the same night as us and they started it like an hour and a half before we started it. So they were almost done when we began. And my mom was like, please, I'm telling you, it's not worth it. Don't do it. Like I can never get that time of my life back sort of a thing, but we wanted to see why she hated it so much. So we watched for ourselves and, um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I mean, you're going to do what you want. I'm just letting you know that I, I it wasn't that great. I don't think that it's worth it. It just takes a really, really long time to get to the payoff of the whole thing. The coolest part about it is that um, the score was done by a band member of Radiohead. And I'm actually going to, I'm going to look that up right now. It is Radiohead's guitarist, Johnny Greenwood. And he is incredibly prolific. He write he has written so many movie scores. Um really like really big, big award winning movies. And so he wrote the score for The Power of the Dog. So that was kind of like the main draw, especially for Zach, because he is a huge radiohead fan and just thinks that Johnny Greenwood is a genius, which he definitely is. And the score, you know, the score was very, very creepy and suspenseful and it and it did its job. So I will give Mr. Greenwood that. But as for the movie itself, would not recommend. As for shows, we're not really watching anything right now. I would say that we just started the new season of Queer Eye. Um, I think it was Monday night. We just started that we, you know, watched the first episode with Terry. Oh my God, what a transformation. Holy crap. Like the fact that the fact that they shot that first episode right before literally I, it had to be like the week before the world shut down and, you know, COVID was claimed as a pandemic and then went back to see her, um, this, this past May was pretty incredible. And, um, it, it was just awesome. So I've actually heard from my best friends that it's like the first one's good. It's really good. And then the rest of the episodes for the for the season, it's just like you're bawling the whole time. Like, just get ready to cry because that's all you're going to do. So I'm ready. I'm ready for that. The other thing that we are watching is Arrested Development. So funny story. Um, I never got into Arrested Development. And... I really can't explain why I just maybe what it was like 2003. So I, you know, I was like in the thick of having like my first high school boyfriend and like taking my life over him and, you know, trying like my first lukewarm shot of McCormick's vodka and pretending that I was blacked out from it and trying to fit in with the cool kids and whatever. It just I, I wasn't. I wasn't ready for it. And I have tried so many times since it was released to get into it because I know it's like a cult favorite. I know this, but I just couldn't. I don't know. I just I don't know why. But my sister over Christmas was like, you guys really need to sit down and watch it. It is so amazing. It's so good. Like you have to give it at least the first season. I like there's no way that you're not going to love it Emma like it's literally absurdist it's like it's so up your alley so <clears throat> we actually started watching it when my sister was here last Tuesday with her and I mean the the episodes are 20 minutes and I already know so much about it because like I, my friends are obsessed with it and I've seen it across you know pop culture and all of that but it's fucking amazing it's hilarious. I don't know what has been wrong with me all the other times that I've tried to start watching it. Clearly, I wasn't in the right space, but now I am. And it's, I mean, we're just like flying through it. It's just so good. And Zach pointed out the other night, he was like, this came out before The Office. So it's it's like, and it has like that documentary feel. It does have a lot of whisperings of The Office humor and the vibes mm. And the, uh, even like the camera, the camera styling. So anyway, we are loving it. Um, So that's what we're watching right now. We haven't gotten into any new dramas. We tried to get into Yellowstone, but uh, clearly did not keep our attention because we watched like the first two and, and we have not revisited it, revisited it and neither of us have mentioned it to each other. So I'm just going to chalk that up to us not giving a shit and not wanting to watch it. So we're at the final part of this first episode, and I I have to say, I don't think that all of these episodes will be an hour or close to an hour. I feel like I just had a lot to say this time. Um, I want to make them much more snackable, which is the marketing term for, you know, like something that you want to munch on, not something that you it's not like a sit down dinner with an appetizer and entrees and dessert you know what i'm saying it's like a, it's like a cliff bar only not disgusting so anyhow so this last part um is what does your week look like what do you got coming up what's going on and so i'm very happy to say that we had a awesome call with our wedding planner last night we facetimed with her and went over a bunch of stuff and um she followed up with an incredible recap email that gave me many many OCD boners with checklists and homework and things she's done and things I've done and things we need to do and all of that so um you know for the month of January we're going to be we're going to be hammering out the last few vendors that we need um and then they all the vendors should be in place by February and then it's you know focusing on all the fun small details that are really going to bring our wedding day to life other than that just work in I have actually I've started the year with a couple of new clients um, that are all like vastly different from each other and very very interesting so um, I did not expect to hit the ground running in 2022 with Anyone besides my retainer clients, so that's really awesome. And uh, you know, new challenges, new new areas of interest to write to and for, and I love that. This weekend we are taking it pretty easy. I think that I might see a couple of my friends Friday night for um, a happy hour cocktail. Oh, speaking of which, I did want to say, and I should have said this in in the first part where I talked about what's been going on but when I I was talking about how much I feel like Zach and I have been casually drinking for the past several months um I basically feel like I had my last hurrah with like a big bender that Thursday of last week when I went to Torelli's with two of my best friends and I had six martinis um Actually, you know what? To be fair, we did have a best friend's lunch beforehand and two of the martinis were had there. And then I had four at Torelli's, but regardless, it was a lot of fucking martinis. And I was kind of like, all right, that's that. I I need to pull the fuck back because when I plugged that shit into my fitness pal and I saw that just like I tracked nothing else that day, but just seeing how six martinis was 1300 calories. I was like, you stupid bitch. And you're sitting here being like, why can I lose weight? (laughs) So I am really making an effort this month to pull back largely with my my alcohol intake. Um, Never dry January. I would never say that. I would never do that to myself. I wouldn't do that to you guys. It's like, special occasion drinking only january so i'm really proud and like i don't even know if i don't even know if it's something to be proud of it's like kind of sad but just being real with y'all i haven't had a drink of alcohol since friday um so it'll be a week on friday if i end up meeting up with my friends for that happy hour cocktail and I'm very proud because I fucking love a glass of wine with dinner during the week. I love it. And very often with Zach and I, a glass turns into two, turns into finishing the bottle. So um, haven't had any. But as you probably saw on Instagram, we have stocked our mini drink fridge with a shit ton of bubbly water to help occupy my mouth when it's not downing some form of libation. So anyway, uh, might be doing something Friday. Saturday, I think I'm grabbing brunch or breakfast with another one of my best friends. I literally only have four that I see all the time. So it's one of the four if I'm ever talking about them. Um, And Sunday, Sunday is very exciting. So Sunday, the second Sunday of every month, Zach and I started a tradition that we call Hillstone Sunday, and it's exactly what it sounds like. We literally go to Hillstone and we always, always, always sit at the bar no matter how long the wait is. We go We go whenever we can. Like sometimes we won't have a lot going on and we'll get there at 5. And then sometimes we'll have shit to do and we're not there until like 7 or 7.30. But we go and we put our names on the bar list and we get dirty martinis because they are absolutely incredible. The, the, Hillstone's Dirty Martinis and the Monarch's Dirty Martinis are the best two martinis I've ever had, ever. And we sip and then we get seated and we always order the spinach artichoke trio dips. We get our entrees. We always end up getting a little tipsy and we go home. So that is what we will be doing on Sunday and very, very much looking forward to it. I Seriously, it's like I look forward to that night of every month the most it's just a cute thing you know So that is what has been going on with me and we are at the end of the first episode of that's what E said and I hope you have enjoyed listening. I am very very excited that I'm I finally decided to lean into this and you know it's it's obviously very cathartic for me to sit here and talk and know that, at some point in your day you are listening whether you listen right away whether you save it for you know going on a walk or doing chores or you know i i mean i've pulled up merit's podcasts um several times during my couch to 5k runs because music is great when you're running but i don't know sometimes i'm just in the mood to feel like i have a friend who is Talking at me that I don't have to engage with because I can't because I'm so short of breath because I am not a runner enough, but I'm trying to be. But I'm very excited. I'm excited about um, powering this back up, if you will. And I definitely want to add a uh, questions and answers segment. I mean, I do ask Emma on Instagram. You know, I try to do it at least once a month or like once every three weeks or so. And you guys are never at a loss with like questions to ask me and they're so fun to answer and I think some would be even more fun to answer on the podcast so not taking questions just yet I kind of want to see how the first couple of episodes go and how you guys feel about it but definitely keep that in mind and of course whether you're listening to this on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcast I would love if you gave me a rating. If you left a review, obviously, if you share it, all that shit helps not only to uh, boost my confidence and spirits, but also boost me out in the completely oversaturated podcast world, which I, I don't know why I feel like I even have a shot at like belonging here, but it's whatever. I'm just glad you're listening. Thank you guys so much. And I will talk at you next week i you.